For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. My year of jubilee, I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us, Lord. Have your way and get the glory out of everything. Have your way and get the glory out of everything. God, I pray that you answer prayers. I pray that you give strategy. I pray that you give direction. I pray that you give instruction. I come against the enemy right now in this building and online. I arrest this atmosphere in the building and online. And I pray that everybody would be focused on hearing from you. We lay all of our burdens at your feet. We lay all of our worries at your feet. We lay all of our cares at your feet. Why? Because you care for us. So God, we need you to speak. And God, I need you to speak loudly tonight. God, I need you to speak with power tonight. And we thank you for it in advance. Let people that are far from you come to you tonight. Let people that have been away from church and God for years, let them return to you tonight. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Can you worship God for just a couple of seconds right there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Slap somebody a high five and say, let's get in it. 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 Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this series that we've been in all month is called Don't Get Punked. Somebody say, don't get punked. And what does it mean to be punked? It means to be intentionally fooled in some way to trick or to deceive. How many of you remember the TV show that used to come on MTV years ago called Punked? Ashton Kutcher used to host it. Turn this one down. Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher used to host it. And then after him, uh, Chance the Rapper now hosts that particular TV show. Um, they literally would be giving, praying jokes on people. And as they're playing jokes on people, they'd be secretly recording people. Watch me to see what their response would be. And for some of you, watch me, you don't even 
even realize that some of what you're going through, heaven is watching just to see what your response is going to be. Some of what you're dealing with ain't even real. It's just to see what your response is going to be. You got to be like the psalmist that says, I will bless the Lord when at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I need you to stop getting all worked up. Stop getting all upset. You got to sit back and know that he that has begun a good work in you is going to perfect it into the day of Christ Jesus. You got to know that all things work together for your good. You got to know that if God be for you, who would dare be against you? I need you to touch somebody and say, you won't be punked another day of your life. Tell her. It is to be intentionally, which means this is done with an intent to fool you in some way, to trick you or to deceive you. And what does the Bible say about this? In 2 Corinthians 2, 11, it says, lest Satan should take advantage of us or punk us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, if I don't know his devices, then he will take advantage of me. If I don't know how he works, then he will have the ability to punk me. And this whole series this month has been designed to expose his devices so that that we can defeat his devices so that he that stole from you will steal no longer. And how does he steal? He gets you to give up something. Uh, he can't take anything from you. He doesn't have power like that. He needs you to give it up. And for some of you, yesterday was your last day giving up your joy giving up your peace, giving up your peace of mind, giving up your praise, giving up your worship. Get You've been sitting in stress, but you gave the enemy your peace. I just need you to open your mouth and say, let him that stole steal no longer. What does 1 Peter 5, 8 say? Be sober-minded. In other words, don't lose your mind. When you go through certain things, it's easy to lose your mind. Have you ever gone through something and you knew what to do, but in the moment you acted like you didn't know what to do? Uh, okay, have you ever acted brand new with your own situation? Like, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do in this situation, but when I was in it, I lost my mind. That's why the Bible says be sober-minded. Why? Because when you're inebriated, you don't think right. Let's talk. When you're drunk, you don't think right. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. When you didn't have ooh-wee, you're going to make some mistakes that make you say ooh-wee. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. That's why the Bible says be sober-minded. In other words, don't you get high, watch me, off of the hell you're going through. Don't you get high off of the happenings that are in your life. Keep your mind mind together. Be sober-minded and be watchful. In other words, I'm waiting on the enemy. In other words, I anticipated him trying something. I anticipated he was going to try something on Wednesday, so I was watchful. I anticipated he was going to try something right before church, so I was watchful. I was anticipating he was going to try to start something with your spouse, uh, so you got to be watchful. You have to be watchful, expecting him. For every parent, watch me, where you had a teenager that told themselves coming in after the time you told him to come in. You already knew what it was. Watch me. For some of you, you, you would be a little aggressive with them over the phone. And you tell them they needed to hurry up and get in. But for some of you, you were just watchful. You sat at that dining room table. or You sat in that living room waiting on them to get in the house. And when they got in the house, you flipped the light on. In other words, I was waiting on your arrival. And now I'm about to deal with this situation. I was waiting on your arrival, and now I'm about to deal with your disrespect. Let's talk. I was waiting on your arrival, and now I'm about to deal with your mouth. In other words, that's the same way you, have, you and I have to be with the enemy. I was waiting on you. In fact, what took you so long? Uh, what, what, what is it that delayed you? I was waiting on you to try something with me. I am watchful. I am sober-minded because our adversary, the devil, what does he do? He prowls around. Watch me. He never, because he's a punk, right? So punks never, ever come to your face. 
Have you ever noticed that I got a lot to say on email, but they'll never say it to you? Have you ever noticed they got a lot to say to somebody else about you, but they'll never say it to you? Have you ever noticed how they'll talk a good game in front of somebody else, but they never talk to you? Because a punk can never confront you. Because a punk, watch me, can never stand in the presence of what's real. Let's go. A, a cat can never stand in the presence of a lion. You ready? It says your, the, your adversary, the devil, prowls around. So he does this in secret. What is he doing? He's studying you. What makes you mad? What makes you angry? What makes you get upset? What makes you depressed? What makes you want to overeat? What makes you want to undereat? What makes you want to holler? What makes you want to cuss? What makes you want to scream? What makes you want to call Tyrone? You ready? What makes you want to call Tyronesha? Let's go. Okay, you ready? Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, he prowls around. He's studying you. See, he doesn't know what you think until you talk. He doesn't know what you think until you do something. See, see, he's not God, but he likes to pretend like he is. So he wants you to think that he's got a power that he doesn't have. See, he never knew that you were mad at your mama until you said something. <laughs> he never knew that you were afraid until you said something. He never knew, watch me, he never knew that you had anxiety until you said something. So he walks around, he's prowling, studying you to do what? Like a roaring lion. If you saw my prop in Atlanta uh, on Sunday night, there was this little kitty cat with a lion mane that was on the cat. Why? No, because he wants you to think that he's a lion, but he's not. See, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Proverbs 28 says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. He wants you to think that he's a lion. Watch me. So that you have a fear. Watch me. That's not based on facts. Let's talk. He wants you to think that he can take your health. He can't do that. He wants you to think that he can take your money. He can't do that. He wants you to think that he can ruin your life. He can't do that. He wants you to think that he can shut you down. But the truth is, we got power to shut the devil down. I wish I was in the building with some faith people that would touch somebody and, and say, shut the devil down. Let's go. He prowls around like a roaring lion. So he studies you to do what? To startle you. He studies you to startle you so you will drop pick up all this stuff all this stuff pick up all this stuff he studies you so that he can startle you uh, and the purpose of starting you is to get you to drop what you have see you're carrying your family you're carrying your business you're you're, you're carrying watch me you helping other people carry their families and carry See, see, watch me, watch me. You make being you look easy, but the truth is, being you comes at a great cost. You just have a grace to do what you do when you do what you do when you do it so well. All right, so, so, so you, you're carrying all of this, and now, and watch me, and now you're trying to build something. Okay, okay, now, now, now you're trying to build something. And so, watch me, you got a lot on your plate, but the truth is, you've never had a plate, you've always had a table. <laughs> And I will prepare a table for you in the presence of, for every person that feels like it's just so much. Your life has always been so much because you've never had a plate. God has always given you a table and I'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Please touch somebody on fire next to you and say, we don't have plates, we have tables. Don't run me no plate, run me a table. Don't run me a plate, run me a table. Yeah, I do more than you think I could, but God gives me the grace to do it. Yeah, you're carrying more than your neighbor, but your neighbor got plates. You got... Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> People want plates. I don't want a plate. I want a table. 
He doesn't prepare plates in the presence of our enemies. He prepares tables in the presence of our enemies, which means on my table are plates. And my plates are full. And you wonder how you do all of that. You know how I do it? Because it give me the grace to do it. Mm. I wish you'd elbow somebody and say, God's about to give you a fresh grace because he's about to put more plates on your table. Yeah, I know, I know you thought you had enough, but God says, you've done such a good job with what you have. I'm about to upgrade. Up. Okay. Let's go. Be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around, studying you like a roaring lion. To do what? To startle you. You're carrying all of this. And the truth is, is you're carrying it well. Walk around. You're carrying it well. You're carrying it well. You're, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. The truth is, is that it's working because you know what? Because you keep the word. Yeah. Yeah. People want to know how you didn't lose your mind. I got a word over my life. <laughs> you ready? How come you ain't cussing folk out? Because I got a word over my life. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And how do you know where to go next? Because the word makes it clear for me what I need to do, where I need to go, who I need to go with. But he studies you so that he can startle you. To get you to drop everything. Most people constantly live their lives picking up the pieces of what they dropped. So you never get to enjoy it because you got to pick it up because you dropped it. You never get to live in happiness because you constantly picking up the pieces that you drop. But watch me. If I drop them, here's the, shout, here's the shout. That means the same God that gave me the grace to drop it and survive it is the same God that's going to give me the grace to pick the pieces back up. And for some of you, before 2023 is over, you are about to pick up every piece that you drop, everything that you gave to the enemy, because he didn't take it. You gave it to him. I wish you'd open up your mouth and say, I'm about to pick up the pieces. He studies you to startle you, seeking someone to devour, to steal from you. But the only way he can steal from you is that you had to give it to him. You had to Give it to him. You had to give it to him. See, and the, watch me. And the way he startles you, because the first thing that falls, the first thing you drop, you so bu- I'm so busy, but baby, church can't not be. Up. I'm so busy, but I got to serve. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm so busy, but I can't drop the thing that got me blessed. I can't drop the God that got me my breakthrough. Let me just hear the worshipers go in for five seconds right there. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. I can't drop my God. I can't drop the kingdom first. This is what got you blessed. This is what got you that job. This is what got you that house. This is what got you that car. I wish you would drop what got you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) I can't drop that. That's the only reason you can carry all of that. It's because of that. And what's crazy is to see people drop this and then think they're going to keep that. 
That's impossible. Because the only reason you had the grace to carry that is because his word gave you the grace to carry that. So for every person, so for every person where you got people, but I wouldn't be doing all of that. But you can't carry what I carry. And never ever let somebody that doesn't have a life you want to live give you their opinion. I'm going to say it again. Everybody goes, but I would do this, but I would do, well, I don't want to live your life. You don't have none, ain't nothing about your life that's attractive nor appealing to me. So I wish I would listen to somebody cursed about how to be blessed. He studies you to startle you so he can what? Steal from you. And one of those devices to get you to believe that all isn't well, although it is. Say all is well. So on Sunday, I showed you 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 23. And he said, um, why will you go him today? So let me give you the context. There's a woman. She's a Shunammite woman. Say Shunammite. The Bible does not tell us her name, and it doesn't tell us her name on purpose. Elisha, the man of God, knows her name, but he does not say her name because her name is not important. The principles behind the Shunammite is what is important. Pay attention. Um, she serves the man of God, Elisha. The Bible says in 2 Kings 4 that he would go back and forth and he would eat at her home often. In other words, she saw a need that she could meet for the man that was blessing her, so she met that need. This is why people, watch me, I just need to keep it real, and this is not self-serving, it's just have to keep it real, but this is why people who always figure out how they can be a blessing to the man of God, this is why they live in a place called miracles. This is why they live in a place called breakthrough. This is why every time they turn around, they're getting checks they didn't ask for. They're getting opportunities that they didn't open. Because what you make happen for God and God's kingdom, God's going to make happen for you. Let me make sure you ain't sitting next to somebody that's a hater. Touch them and say, what you make happen for God, God's going to make happen for you. And when I make it happen for God's man, God's going to make it happen for me. That's Bible. That's Bible. All right, let's go. Let's go. So, so. As she does this, she feeds him. Then one day she says to her husband, she's a married woman, say married. She says to her husband one day, she says, listen, I know this is a holy man of God. And everything, what he's saying is coming to pass, is manifesting in our lives. She says, I see that he has to keep traveling back and forth. So let's make it so that when he's on his way, we're going to give him a little hotel room. Right? So he ain't going to have to stay at somewhere else. He ain't going to have to do all this traveling. Let's just make sure we're going to add an addition to our home. And we're going to put a bed in there. We're going to put a lamp in there. We're gonna, everything he needs, we're going to supply the need. Watch me. Nobody told her to do that, but this is how Shunammites see things. Shunammites say, if I see a need, I'll meet a need. Because every need I meet is a need of mine that's going to be met. You ready? So, so Elisha says to her, Elisha's the man of God. Say, man of God. All right. He's the man of God. And Elisha says, well, she's doing all of this for me. She's going out of her way for me. What can I do for her? See, for every person who serves, let me tell you the words you're about to hear. What can I do for you? Matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, I need you to practice this with your neighbor. In the comments, you, te you text or you put it in, type it in the comments or you say it to somebody with you in the building. Look at somebody close to you and say, you're about to hear these words. What can I do for you? See, you've done a lot for other people. Between now and the end of the year, somebody is with power to bless you is about to say to you, what can I do for, do for you? You ready? So, 
So what happens? So he says, well, let me go talk to the king on your behalf. He's, maybe, maybe you need, you know, let me go talk to the, uh, one of the generals uh, on your behalf. He says, I'm among my own people. He says, I'm good. He says, really, man of God, I'm good. I didn't do this because I wanted something. <laughs> she said, I did this because I'm a benefactor. What's a benefactor? It's one that provides money or resources to something that they support. Watch me. And a benefactor does it without any expectation of getting anything back from you. And for everybody under the sound of my voice, I just need to prophesy this over your life. Your benefactors are coming. People who want to be a blessing to you, people that want to provide you resources, they're just not going to clap. They're going to cut a check. Ah, they're they're not just going to tell you they got your back. They're going to make sure that you got clothes on your back. They're not just going to tell you that they want to see you win. They're about to give you the resources that are going to help you win. Open your mouth. Lift up your hands in this building and online. Say, my benefactors are coming. Somebody's going to pay for the rest of your college. Somebody's going to pay your down payment on your... I ain't got no faith in this building. Somebody's going to pay your down payment on your house. Somebody's going to give you the keys to a car. That's why you ain't been able to buy one. Because God's about to have somebody give you one. I... Please, Wednesday, say my benefactors are coming. Let's go. Let's go. So, 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 so he says, what can I do for you? She says, I'm good. I don't need anything, man of God. I don't. He said, well, do you have a child? Do you have a, do you have a child? She says, well, I don't have that. But, but watch me. But she says to him, she says, but the truth is I've learned to live without one. See, in the Hebrew culture, a woman associated part of her worth and value with her ability to produce children. Now, let me be very clear. That was Hebrew culture. Do not take that mentality for modern culture because for some of you, you may never have a natural child. Watch me. But you're going to raise a lot of other people's child, children. You may never have a natural child, but you're going to have a business. You may never have a, watch me, which means you're providing for families, which means you're raising more than just children that you can have in your home. You're raising other children, right? So do not, do not take on that same mentality. That was true of the Hebrew culture. So he says to her, by this time next year, you will be holding a child in your arms she says to him man of god please don't play with me she says because the truth is i've learned to live without that and for some of you there's some things that you've learned to live without that god says because you learned to live without it now i'm about to give it to you i'll talk over here because these people don't shout because you learn to live without it that means i can trust you with it so i'm about to give it to you you learn to do it without help, so I'm about to send you help. You learn to do it without a spouse, so I'm about to send you a spouse. You learn to do it without somebody helping you. So she said, I've learned to live without it. So I don't really need it. Don't play with me. Can you say that with me? Say, don't play with me. Man of God's like, I ain't studying you. He's like, by this time next year. Now, they tell us um, that now, through modern technology, they used, they used to tell us nine months. Remember when they used to tell us it took nine months to conceive a child? Now they tell us through modern times uh, that it's really 10 months, which means that if it took 10 months from conception to her holding her child, that means that it was within the next two months that she had to conceive. So why am I preaching this in November and there's two months left in this year? Because in these next two months, God's about to release to you 
what you're going to be holding in your hands 12 months from now. You're going to start the business in the next two months, and by this time next year, it'll be a seven-figure business. Y'all ain't going to talk? You're going to apply for the role, and by this time next year, you'll be a vice president at the company. I just wish you'd say, by this time next year. By this time next year. Let's go. Let's go. By this time next year. So what happens? Exactly what he says. So she's holding a son in her arms. She's holding a child in her arms just like he said. Now, here's what you think, that once God gives you something, that that's the end of the warfare. You think, once I got it, I got it. And you think that's the end of the warfare when really that's just the beginning of another type of warfare. Because it's one warfare to get it, it's another warfare to keep it. This is where many married people go wrong because if it's one, one, one warfare to get married, it's going to be another warfare to stay married. It's one warfare to start a thing, it's another warfare to keep a thing going. So, so, so one day, uh, literally, she's holding her son in her arms because that morning he says to his father, my father, my father, I had my head, my head, my head is hurting. He says to one of the servants, go and take, take him in there to his mama. He goes in there with his mother, which, which means the fact that it's the middle of the day um, and she can just see about her kid in the middle of the day tells you just how blessed. Because they didn't have to go get her off of work. Okay, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. So, 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 so the Bible says at noon, say at noon. At noon, her child dies in her arms, on her lap. He's not a baby because the Bible uses the word child, which means I've watched him grow. I've watched him develop a personality. I've watched him begin to, you know, have little quirks and I, 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 I've watched him begin to like this food, not like that food. So there's an attachment now. And I'm holding what I birthed in my arms, and I've watched it die. Now, for some of you, you can't relate to that because you've never had a natural child, and that's fine. You're holding your hope in your arms, and you watch it die. You're holding your peace in your arms, and you watch it die. You are holding your career in your arms, and you watched it you're holding your resume in your arms and you're watching it die. You're holding your family that you fought so hard to get them on the same page. And you're watching all of them just act a doggone fool and you're watching what used to be unity die. The Bible says that she gets up. Say she gets up. She doesn't complain. She doesn't cry. She doesn't get negative. She gets up. Say, she's a Shunammite. She gets up, and what does she do? She takes him into the man of God's room, the room she built, the bed she bought and put in there. She takes him in that room. She lays his cold, lifeless body on the bed of that man of God. She shuts the door behind him. Why? I don't need nobody else coming in here messing with him. For some of you, you tell too many people your business, and you have too many open doors, and so now they're speaking over your situation when it should only be your voice over your situation. You ready? 
You ready? So, so, so she shuts the door, and then now we pick it up. Here we are in 2 Kings 4 and 23, because he says to her husband, I need you to get one of the servants to get a donkey, and I need to go see the man of God. Pay attention. She said, I need this is a 911 situation. Her husband says to her, it's not a new moon or a Sabbath. What, what does that mean by new moon? It's not a feast. It's not a feast because the feasts were often connected to the astrological signs, new moons, etc. It's not a Sabbath, which means this is not a normal day for church. She said, he said, why are you going to him? Watch her response. She said, what, what did she say? Oh, oh, okay, okay, watch me. Look, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. She said, all is well. Uh, here's my question. Here's my question. Who or what do you run to? When things go wrong, who or what do you run to when things don't go the way that you want for them to go? Because if, watch me, if you don't run to the right place, you're going to get the wrong result. If you don't run to the right thing, you're going to get the wrong result. And for some of you, yesterday was your last day of running to the wrong who and running to the wrong what. Because the next time it looks like something crazy is going on, you're going to know exactly what to do. Because over these next few moments, I'm about to teach you to see it like a Shunammite. Say, I'll see it like a Shunammite. Watch me. It's, it's, listen carefully. Uh, verse 24, she said to her servant, urge the animal on, do not slacken the pace. Listen carefully, do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you to. She had a spirit of urgency. Say urgency. Good God. Uh, not procrastination. It said that when you have a thought, it takes five to eight seconds after you have that thought for procrastination to start checking in. In other words, if I think it, I got Four seconds to do something before my mind begins to tell me not to do something. I got four seconds to take action before my mind begins to tell me don't do anything. Why four? Say why four? See, there's something prophetic even about the numbers because four is the biblical number of creativity, which means I got four seconds to create what I'm going to do next so my mind doesn't put me in a cage. I got four seconds to create what I'm going to do next so that my mind doesn't begin to play tricks on me and I don't get punked by the enemy. Please open your mouth and say, I will not get punked. I, I see. She had a spirit of urgency. She says, tell him this. When we get on the animal, she said, make him go fast and don't let him slow up his pace. Don't let him slacken his pace unless I tell you to. Verse 26, she makes her way to the man of God. And when she makes her way to the man of God, he tells his servant to ask her three questions. Say three questions. First, is all well with your husband? Is all well with you? Here's the last question. Is all well with the child? This would have been the perfect time for her to say, no! Oh my gosh. Can you believe what happened to Junebug? Can you believe what happened to my son? The miracle I didn't ask for, but you prophesied. I didn't even ask for this. You gave me this. And now what you gave me is dead in your bed, back in the house. But watch how she responds. How you going to respond if you get some bad news? How you going to respond if somebody says, I don't want to be in your life no more? Bye. How you going to respond if you get a bill? How you going to respond if you get a bad doctor's report? How you going to respond if anxiety is trying to take over? 
Please, Wednesday, don't just look at me. Open your mouth and shout, all is well. She responded, all is well. Watch me. She says it twice. Put up a two. She says it twice. Online, drop a two in the comments. She says it twice. There's a biblical principle to the number two. The number two means witness. In other words, she was setting herself up to witness something. See, the first time I can say it just out of the excitement of the moment, but I've had time, watch me, I've had time to think about what I just left at the house. I had to travel to the man of God. It doesn't say how long it took, but she took a donkey and she said, make him go fast. So now she's had time to think about it, which means she could have got into the emotion of it, but she doesn't. So the second time, watch me, isn't just the excitement of the moment. The second time, you ready for me? The second time is her making the declaration that all is well. In other words, I have made the decision that all is well. Can you open up your mouth and say, I've made the decision that all is well. Say, I made the decision that all things are working for my good and all is well. Let's go. So, 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 I'm almost to where I need to get. Y'all still with me? Let's go. Uh, but Bishop, wasn't she lying? I mean, wasn't she lying for her to say all is well and all really wasn't well? She wasn't lying. She was prophesying. What do you mean prophesying? To prophesy means to foretell and foretell. Foretell means I'm putting something on the calendar of my life. To foretell means that there's something already that God has put on the calendar of my life that he's revealed. So when the woman says, look at me, when the woman says all is well, she was telling her situation, I don't know how you got to get it together, but get it together. See, some of y'all, watch me, you let situations talk to you. Well, you know, this is what they said. Who the, ooh. I don't care what they say, because they are not the final answer. Ultimately, the Bible says the heart of kings is in God's hand, which means God can speak a thing and turn somebody's heart that hates you towards you. He can speak a thing and turn a judge that was determined to rule against you to make them rule for you. He can speak a thing and make things turn in your direction. Matter of fact, this is not for everybody, but just for those of you that got faith like me, tonight, heaven is about to make something turn in your favor. If you believe that, prophesy with your body. Pop up one time and just turn in the building and no line. If you, if you don't want to move, don't move. But I dare some of y'all prophesy with your body. Something's about to turn in my favor because all is well. Put a praise behind that Wednesday. Yeah. Be seated, be seated. Be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. So in verse 36, the man of God, the man of God brings her son back to life. She doesn't go to a doctor. That makes natural sense. And this is your neighbor's problem. Why have a supernatural God if you're only going to seek natural solutions? You say, I, I did this, I did this. That's great. Did you pray about that? Because why are you seeking natural solutions when you serve a supernatural God? She didn't go to the doctor. She didn't call the mortician. She didn't call uh, uh, the funeral home. She didn't call Pipkin. She didn't call Taylor. Uh, 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 she didn't call 
uh, that other one? She, she, I don't know. I, I can't think of name. She, she didn't call Atlanta. She didn't call Willie Watkins Funeral Home. She, mm -mm, mm -mm, uh -uh, because she was determined at any moment she was about to get a call with some good news. She believed, watch me, that the same word that gave it to me is going to be the same word that keeps it. So watch what the Bible says. Call this Shunammite. Why won't you say her name, Elisha? Because, watch me, because there's a principle behind Shunammite that I'm about to give you this and we out of here. Call this Shunammite and watch what he says to her. Pick up your son. In other words, when you left the house, he was dead. He said, but now I'm about to, what you thought was dead, I'm about to give it right back to you. And for some of y'all, watch me, you thought your future was dead. God says, I'm about to give it right back to you. You, you thought your next was dead. I'm about to give it right back to you. You thought your career aspirations were dead. I'm about to give it right back to you. You thought your calling was dead. God says, I'm about to give it right back to you. Call this Shunammite. Pick up your son. I just need you to prophesy to somebody close to you. Touch them say, pick up your stuff. Pick up. Let's go. Pick up your stuff. Come pick up your check. Come pick up your keys. Come pick up your house. Come pick up your settlement. Come pick up your mind. Come pick up. Come pick it up. Let's go. So the Shunammite woman, the Shunammite woman is never named. I'm going a little slow because I want you to get it. The Shunammite woman is never named, which means the miracle isn't limited to her. S say, this applies to me. It's not limited to her. So, fellas, this is just making a, shun a Shunammite, okay? The Shunammite woman is never named. So, the miracle isn't limited to her. And the revelation of the situation is in the word Shunammite. This is the whole revelation. This is why twice in the story he calls her the Shunammite woman. He never says her name, yet he knows her name because he, she built an extension for him in his house. You can't tell me you don't know her name. You may know the names of the, watch me, you may not know the names of the people that never do anything, but you know the names of the people that go out of their way to be a blessing for you. Say Shunammite. So this message is called See It Like a Shunammite. So here it is. There's five things that a Shunammite represents. We're going to go to work real fast. You missed it. You missed your first shout. There's five things that the word Shunammite means. Okay? Five is the biblical number of grace favor and when God adds his super to your natural which means in her name is grace let's go in Shunammite is favor in Shunammite is breakthrough in Shunammite is God doing something that they say cannot be done I need you to open up your mouth and say I'm gonna see it like a Shunammite why why do you have to see it like a Shunammite because it's not what you're looking at it's the way that you see it that's the issue it's not what you're looking at. It's the way that you see it that's the issue. You can see it as an opportunity or you can see it as an obstacle. You can see it as a challenge or you can see it as an opportunity for Christ to show himself. You can see it as bad news or you can see it as good news in disguise. You can see it as something devastating or you can see it as something that's constructive. You can see it as the enemy is busy or you can see it as God is busier. Y'all ready? All right, so number one, here's number one. What does Shunammite mean? It means undisturbed. I feel like preaching through here. Undisturbed means you will not interrupt my rest. You will not interrupt my sleep. You will not interrupt my normal flow. You know what your neighbor's problem is? Is that when something happens, it interrupts their whole flow. And how do you know? Because they'll even tell you, well, when that happened, I just got totally off track today. Stop it. That's not how Shunammites respond. Look at Isaiah 50 and 7. Because the sovereign Lord helps me. Somebody say, I got help. I got help. 
Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. In other words, this is not going to go down in a way where I am not walking in grace. This is not going to go down in a way where things aren't working in my favor. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone. Uh, New King James Version says, I've set my face like flint. What does that mean? I will not be disturbed. Nothing and nobody is going to move me or disturb me. Well, they talking. Well, let them talk. But I bet you they talking over there. Well, they doing this and they doing that. Well, let them do what they going to do. But I will be undisturbed. I am determined to do his will. And I know, look at this last part that's underlined. I will not be put to shame. In other words, the outcome of this situation is not going to be shame. The outcome of this situation is going to be success. Lift your hands, open up your mouth, say, I will be successful in this situation. Say it again. Say, I will be successful in this situation. You will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. I'm going to keep saying it because for some of you, the reason you're disturbed is because you think you're going to look like a fool. You won't. For some of you, the reason you're disturbed is because you think it's going to blow up in your face. It's not. For some of you, you're disturbed because you think that it's all about to go down. It ain't about to go down. It's about to go all the way. I don't have faith, so I'll preach to the cameras. You're not going to be shamed. You, you, and for and for whoever's listening to me right now, for whoever's listening to me right now, and your issue is your age, I, I rebuke your age because you feel ashamed because you feel like you should have already done it. You should have already accomplished it. You should have already had it. What if I told you that God saved the best until last? Why? Because you're not milk that spoils over time. You're a wine that gets better over time. God waited until you were mature enough to handle it. He waited until you were strong enough to carry it. Open your mouth, please, and shout, I will be undisturbed. Number two, number two, number two, number two, number two. What is a Shunammite? It means sharpened or improved. Say, I'm always getting better. You should be able to look back 12 months ago and be better now. You should be better today than you were 12 months ago. You should be better today than you were seven days ago. Say, I'm always getting better. Okay, watch me. Ecclesiastes 10, 10. Using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. So if she was sharp, this means she was wise. Say she was wise. Wisdom isn't knowledge. Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. So you can be smart but be, but be unwise. There's a lot of smart, unwise people to where they can give you what the textbook says, but they don't actually know how to do it in real life. And I'm so glad you sit next to somebody. Watch me. They're not just smart. They're also wise. What does that mean? They know exactly what to do with what they know. Wisdom is the why. Wisdom is the why behind the what. Which means I know what to do with what it is that I know. I know how to take what I know, and I know the why behind the what that I know. She was a wise woman, which means the question is, how did she become wise? You ready? Ecclesiastes 1 and 18. With a lot of wisdom comes a lot of heartache. You know why she wasn't disturbed? Because she's like, I've already survived losing people before. I'll talk over here because these people don't shout. Play, me, play with me again. You know why she wasn't, she wasn't disturbed? It's because in her mind, listen, I've already experienced loss. So I'm not scared of it. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I've already been through heartache. So I'm not scared of it. I've already had who should have fought for me fight me. So I'm not scared of a stranger fight. Is there any survivors in the building and no line? 
where you've already overcome some stuff. You've already overcome some heartache. You've already overcome some pain. Somebody shout, I ain't never scared. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With a lot of wisdom comes a lot of heartache. The greater your knowledge, the greater your pain. So how, how is it how is it that she could her own flesh and blood her child be, because evidently this ain't your first time oh, y'all ain't gonna say nothing why were you not shaken in losing your son because the bible never said she was barren Y'all ain't gonna say that to me? The Bible never said that she couldn't have children. The Bible just says that she didn't have children. And the Bible says that her husband is now old, which suggests to us that perhaps just by the process of deductive logic, we can hypothesize that you've been down this road of grief before. So I'm sharp because I've already been through this. Oh my God, I'm going to preach my own self. Where my camera's at? I'll preach my own self happy. I'm sharp because I've already been through this. How do you sharpen a pencil? You cut it. How do you sharpen a knife? You cut the old parts of the knife off. Y'all ain't going to say that. How is your neighbor as sharp as they are? Because they've been cut and survive. They've been through pain and survive. They've been through loss and they survive. Number three. Say Shunammite. It means to change or create difference. You're going to see it like a Shunammite. I'm undisturbed and I'm sharp. The reason I'm sharp is because I already know what this, I already know I survived this. I already know I beat this. I already know how to deal with this. So I'm not going to be disturbed and I'm not going to be bothered by something that I already know what to do next. See, for some of you, you needed to go through people walking out on you in the middle of it so that you'd figure out how to do it on your own anyhow. So now when somebody says, I'm going to walk out, you're like, but that doesn't, that's not a threat. To be honest, you're really in the way if you want the truth because I, I could have had it done 10 days ago. So no one gets to hold you hostage anymore. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Nobody gets to hold you hostage. Why? Because I've already been through this. I've already gone through this. So either you comply or you can be cut too. It's quiet in this building. Let's go. Right, 2 Corinthians 3.18. We are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to more. In other words, God says, I take you from level to level, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Say progressively. So a Shunammite, and we're going to see it like a Shunammite, I'm always progressing and getting better. And since I'm always being transformed and getting better, what is glory? His goodness. Since I'm always getting better from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory, this means tomorrow I will be better than I was today. So watch me. She had 12 months to carry and get better. Or 10 months to carry and get better. Watch me. She had two months to conceive and get better. He's grown. We don't know how old he is. We just know he's a child, which means she says, I've had time to get to get better. And she said, I know what it looks like, but I also know what I was told. And I know that the last time I did what he said, it worked. 
The last time I followed those instructions, it worked. So this time, man of God, I just need another instruction. Oh my God. Just tell me what to do. And if you tell me what to do, if it worked to get the child, it's going to work to bring the child back to life. See, for some of y'all, you just need one word to tell you what to do next. I dare you to touch your neighbor and say, God's about to give you a clear instruction. He's about to give you a clear instruction. Let's go. Let's go. Number one, undisturbed. Say, I see it like a Shunammite. I'm not disturbed. One of my favorite shirts to travel in says unbothered. I've had that shirt for like seven years, and it still looks new. I don't know how that shirt has survived that long. Um, it, it, because that, that's the way you got to be. No matter what comes your way, your face has to be like stone. You got to have a poker face. Some of you, you just, you're too emotional. You know what you are? You're ticklish. And when you're ticklish, why do you tickle somebody? To get a reaction. You don't tickle the person that don't move. That's not fun. Have you ever tickled somebody that don't move? But you, you, go, you tickle somebody, they've been doing all that. When they do all of that, you keep doing it because you see that it works. So the enemy will keep doing the same thing over and over again to you when he sees that it works. Which means I have to be undisturbed because I need him not to know what works. I need him not to know that you're going to be able to use anything against me. In fact, I need the enemy to go through his whole bag of tricks. I need him to go through his whole bag of stuff. I need him to empty out the whole box because silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. I need him to empty it all out. Watch me. I need him to get it all out and stay, and none of it worked. None of it worked. What if I told you that the first 10 months God let him empty his bag of tricks. He has nothing else to use against you. He has up nothing else to try against you. Which means between now, I ain't talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. Between now and the end of this year, the devil can't even touch you. Can't even mess with you. Why? Because he emptied out all of his arsenal and none of it worked. Please, Wednesday, I'm just about done. Say, and none of it worked. Say it again, and none of it worked. Last two, last two, last two, last two. Number four. What does it mean to be a Shunammite? And you got to see it like a Shunammite? Watch what the word Shunammite means in Hebrew. It's the language of our Old Testament. These are all those definitions. Year. Okay. I'll teach. See, I can speak to somebody that's going to respond to me. You ready? Okay. Okay. What, what did Elisha tell her? By this time. Now, that's interesting because why did he say by this time next year? Like, why would you, why didn't you just say, you know, in a few months? Why wouldn't you say, you know, in, you know, nine to ten months? Why would you specifically say, by this time next year? What was significant about next year? Luke 4.19. This is Jesus preaching. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's anointed me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Watch the next part. And the day of reward. Okay, okay, so 
So built into Shunammite, you ready for this? Is that this year is my year of reward. Uh-uh. I just need to make sure they hear me. I just need to make sure they hear me. Say, say let me say it really slow. Let's go really slow. Say, let's go really slow. See it like a Shunammite. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of reward. You ready for this? Which means when I'm a Shunammite, every year is my year. It's built into Shunammite. Which means you waiting into 24, I still got two months left. You waiting into 25, I still... Make, make this declaration. Say, every year is my year. Say, every year is my year of reward. See, in other words, I'm looking for something good. I'm looking for some good news. Because it's my year of reward. Every day I get up, I ain't waiting. Well, they know they say the economy. I don't care nothing about what they're saying. It's going to work for my good. Well, you know, they're saying this. I don't care nothing about who and who is they in the first place. I don't care nothing about what they're saying anyhow. Because every year is my year of reward. Which means in 23, I'm being rewarded for 22. In 24, I'm being rewarded for 23. In 25, I'm being rewarded for 24. Every year is my year of reward. Which means it's always my time. Let's talk. It's always my season. I need you to tell somebody, say, it ain't on the way. Say, it's already here. I need you to find two other people that look on fire and just touch them. Say, it ain't coming, it's here. It ain't on the way, it's here. See it like a Shunammite. It's always my time. It's always my reward. When I woke up, it was my time. When I moved in, it was my time. When I put my feet on the floor, it was my year. It was my season. It was my time. Say, it's always my time. Always. Because here's what people will say, your time is coming. No, it's always my time. It's always my time. Here's what people say, your, your moment's coming. No, it's my moment right now. See, because some of y'all been putting off what God says, I'm trying to put you on. I'm clearly not preaching to everybody. But for those that I am preaching to, would you make this declaration and just say, no longer will I wait for what I can do right now. Say, no longer will I put off what God's already released to me now. I see it like a Shunammite. It's always my season. It's always my time. It's always my year. It's always my reward. For those that believe it is, put a praise behind it right there. Always. Always. Always, I'm gonna prosper tomorrow. I'm gonna prosper the day after that. I'm gonna prosper the day after that. I'm gonna do well in November. I'm gonna do well in December. I'm gonna kill it in January. I'm gonna shut the devil down in February. I'm gonna have an amazing March. I'm gonna have an amazing April. I'm gonna have a miraculous May. I'm gonna have a joyous June. I'm gonna have a joy filled July. I'm gonna have an awesome August. I'm gonna have a sensational September. I'm going to have an opportunistic October. I'm going to have a never seen it, never seen it, never seen it November. I'm going to have a... Always. Always. So maybe it ain't your time, but it's always mine. 
It's always mine. It's always mine. Well maybe, well, maybe God don't want me to have it yet. Well, just be honest. You don't want it. Because it's always my time. Always. You could be in a valley and be like, this, this is my season. My time. My year. You ready? So here's the last one. And we're right on time. You ready? We're right on time. God is good. Number one, undisturbed. Say, I see it like a Shunammite. I'm undisturbed. My face is like a stone. And some of you, you got to stop being so emotional. You just get too emotional. You're ticklish. <laughs> you ready? Okay. That you just stop letting the devil see you sweat. Bishop, how do I do that? Go to sleep. You sitting up all night, I'm just worried. Oh, and being up is going to fix it? Well, Bishop, I can't go to sleep. Well, go exercise, and then you'll be tired. And then <laughs> You ready? Number two, I am. Say, I see it like a Shunammite. Say, I'm sharp. I'm not scared of this because I've already been through this. I used to, when I used to fly, I fly a lot, and when I used to fly, <clears throat> coming into Denver, you know, it's always turbulent. Always turbulent. You know, they always cleaning up the cabin early. You know, right. and the flight attendants are coming through to clean up. I said, y'all just don't want to get no more snacks. Tell the truth. And when I, when I first would fly it, it was really intense until I got used to it. And once I got sharp, watch me, it can be doing this whole little thing and I'm unbothered. In fact, I'll be like, you need to stop all that because I'm trying to type. You're interfering with my work, and I need to get this email out. You ready? You ready? Okay, okay. Number three, number three, it is, let's go, to change or create difference, which means I'm always progressively getting better. Always. So since I'm always getting better, the devil can never outbeat me. He can never outwit me. He can never take advantage of me because I'm always getting better. See, you can only play what's outdated. You can only punk what's outdated. You can't punk somebody that's hip to the game. Let's talk. You can't play somebody that's hip to the game. Number four, number four, year. It's always the acceptable year of the Lord for me. It's always the day of reward for me. My time's not coming. It's here. I'm in it. I'm, it's now. Now, here's what you think. You're waiting on one thing to happen before you say it's your time. But why make your life limited to one thing? You get, uh, my time is coming. You waiting to get married before you live? Are you joking? You waiting to get a house before you live? You better take that two-bedroom apartment and trick that thing out. You're waiting on another car before you live? That's only one part of your life. You're waiting to earn a certain income before you enjoy life. You better take what you got and enjoy it. Let's get you some coupons. Listen. Number five. Double. <laughs> Say Shunamite. Now, Denver. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, come on, okay? Now let's just slow it down for a second, because some of y'all are processing this like a Windows 95 PC. You got dial up, and I need you to get on the Wi-Fi. It's a hot spot. You ready? Okay. The fifth and final meaning of Shunammite. Tell this Shunammite, double, come get her son. Ask the Shunammite, is all well, all is well. Why does he keep saying this Shunammite woman? Because every time he says Shunammite, he's saying double. Watch the Bible. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. Pay attention. He said, he said this woman is a prisoner, watch me, of hope. A Shunammite says, but it's got to get better. <laughs> a Shunammite says, but I know God ain't brought me this far to leave me here. I got to go Wednesday. A Shunammite says, but I got hope that something's about to turn in my favor. A Shunammite says, but I believe that he that has begun a good work in me shall perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Would you just touch three people say, I still got hope. Come on, type it in the comments. I still got hope. 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 Her son was dead in the bed. She still had hope. She riding the donkey to get to him. I still got hope. Tell him a man of God why. I still got hope. Look at me. He says, I prompt, this is God talking. Say, I still got hope. <laughs> like, how did you live without it? Well, I tell you, that's why people are discouraged. You know what depression is? It's discouragement that you stayed in too long. Because you got to wake up and say, you know what? I know I got eight no's yesterday. But I put in ten applications. So I still got hope. And if it ain't one of them two, then I'll put in some more. Because I still have hope. This is God speaking. Now please respond in a way that glorifies him. Because it's offensive for God to give you good news and you to just. <laughs> if they came on with the lottery right now and put it on the screen and you had the winning tickets. And, 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 and you get <laughs> and you and you and you just won eight hundred million dollars. You wouldn't. So don't play with me. And don't disrespect him. But basically, I'm just not emotional. You're a liar. Because we saw you at the Bronco game, and they lose it. And you was loud. What's the record? What's the record? What's the record? Alexa, what's the record? <laughs> Since y'all ain't gonna tell me. Literally, y'all, okay, I see what type of church this is. Five and three? He say six and five. 
Four and five. Here's the deal. They lost some games, okay? We love the home team when they're winning. Listen. What's the, what's the CU uh, record? Four and six? Four and five. Think, who's four and five? The Broncos? Okay, the Broncos are four and five. Okay, what's the CU uh, uh, record? Because the, the way y'all just ganged up on me in this church. I said, what's the record? Orange and blue? <laughs> okay. All right. All right, folks. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Four and six. Four and six. Okay, here's the point. But people still filling them stadiums. Got their shirts off, even though they shouldn't. Go Buffs. Go Broncos. Go, uh, uh, what's, what's the, uh, uh, what's the quarterback name? Russell. Go Russell. Go Sierra. Where your wife at? You ready? You ready? You ready? They're shouting and celebrating. They're going crazy. They got paint on their faces. They're paying $20 for nachos. So don't tell me you don't know how to get excited. Now I'm going to read this last part of this verse and just respond in a way that respects him for giving us the gospel, which is good news. I never understood Christians who all they want to talk about is hell, 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 death, 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 murder, 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 in, in, in. Like the gospel is good news. Like, get rid of this unhealthy fixation you have on negativity. The good news is the bad news is wrong. You could be on your way to hell, but you're not. Let's talk. You could be dead and gone, but you're not. Somebody shout the gospel is good news. Come on, Denver, I got to go. Here's what the Bible says. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for every one of your troubles. Come on in the building, ain't no lie. Respond in a way that's appropriate. He promised this, not me. This ain't preacher hype. He said for every trouble, you're going to get double. For every tribulation, you're going to get double. I dare you to put a two up in the building. Shout double coming, double coming. Put that in the comments. Double coming, double coming. Wait, wait. So, so, so watch the math. Because I want to help some of you get the math. Can I help you get the math? Let's get these black roses. Here, come get these black roses for me, would you? So, God says... Bunch of them over here. Everybody stand in the building in the line. Everybody stand. We're going home. In the building in the line. Stand with me. Everybody stand. Won't you stand? Okay. For every trouble, he says, you get two blessings. Now let's just, we're going to do the math. Trouble, two blessings. I know what I got. Trouble. Two blessings. Pick this up for me. Thank you. Thank you. Trouble. Two blessings. Trouble. Two blessings. 
Why are you tripping over that? When this is so much more. Which means if I get more trouble, I got more. For everybody that feels like you always going through something, you better call in your double right now. Lift your hands, open up your mouth, say double coming, double coming. I pray the scripture over your life according to Zechariah 9 and 12 that for every trouble God would release to you two blessings for every heartache and pain God would release two that God would give you double you had more trouble because God knew he was going to give you double and it is so in Jesus name put a shout in the building right there put a shout online right there Touch somebody close to you, say, double coming, double coming. Come on, find you somebody on fire in your section. Touch them, say, double coming, double coming. Come on, online. Double coming, double coming, double coming, double. Double coming, double coming, double coming, double coming, double. Heads about eyes closed. Heads about eyes closed. Heads about eyes closed. Heads about eyes closed in the building and don't lie. See it like a Shunammite. So she knew for this trouble, she knew what was coming. Double. Which, how did she get doubled in this situation? Because your son didn't just come once. He resurrected. So she knew it couldn't end like this. Because this isn't double. She knew this isn't over. Because this isn't double. Say, I see it like a Shunammite. Here's about eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian tonight, tonight. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him tonight, tonight. Third and finally, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, then I want to be sure tonight, whether you're in this building or online, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, tonight is your night. On three, you're going to slip your hand up in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, slip that hand up in this building or online. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Church, we celebrate when people come to the Lord. So we we don't get quiet there. We celebrate that. I said we celebrate that. Everybody in the building and no line. Pray this to me. I don't care if you and Jesus were roommates in college. <laughs> pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, Give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.
Listen, just pray that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord. The Bible says you're saved. Heaven celebrating. We're celebrating. Scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Enter the option for salvation because we want to send you a message that's going to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. And whether you're in Denver or online or in Atlanta, uh, and you know I'm your shepherd. Here's what's amazing about Harvest as a hybrid church. The majority of people connected to Harvest have never been in a building. That's amazing to me. And uh, But God is doing it. Harvesters are everywhere. It's from Sri Lanka to South Africa to you see it. For those of you online, you see the people that are connected all over. And uh, if you know I'm your shepherd, connect. Bishop, how do I know that? Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give you shepherds after my own heart, which means God will give you a shepherd that will speak life into you. And you know it's in the voice. Sheep know the voice of their shepherd. So if I'm your shepherd, connect to the family and get involved. I'm going to push some of you to serve. You know I'm your shepherd. Let's build this thing together. This is the family business. What does that mean? This is what we do. We change lives. That's the business we're in. Black lives, white lives, Asian lives, Hispanic lives, young lives, not as used to, not as young as you used to be lives. Never call yourself old. Uh, uh, Ball-headed lives, lives, weave li lives, wig wearing lives all natural lives veteran lives every life matters to us and it matters to God and so text harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code and enter the option for join HC listen if you came in late you weren't able to give get that ready if you want to sow the seal I want you to get that ready what does that mean when a word speaks life into you you sow and you seal that word and here's our seed it's going to be right there from Zechariah 9 and 12 and here's what we're going to do whatever you sow put a 12 in it so you can do twenty dollars and twelve cents thirty dollars and twelve cents $50.12. That's what I'm sowing. $50.12. 50 for Jubilee, 12 for Zechariah, 9 and 12. You can do 60 and 12. You, whatever, put a 12 in it. You can do 1,212. But whatever you sow, put a 12 in it tonight. And here's what you're going to call this seed tonight. You're going to call this seed your Shunammite seed. Now, I don't want you to struggle to spell that, so just put an S. This is my S seed. <laughs> but for those of you who do want to spell it, it's S-H-U-N-A-M-M-I-T-E. Shunammite. Shunammite. I love you, Harvest. So what's happening on Sunday? <clears throat> so on Sunday, uh, we will have the 915 here in this building. And we will just have the one experience in this building. And uh, then we'll be online at... Uh, I keep mistyping. There we go. And then we will be online... Uh, when I, whenever you see me got my phone out, I'm giving my text to give. We'll be online at 1115, 4, and 7, five times on Sunday, and of course, 915. And then for my online uh, family and all my Atlanta family, we'll still have the online service at 6 that you're used to, 6 Eastern time. That'll still be online. What are we doing? For the next two weeks, we're just giving people time to travel and go see Lottie Dottie and everybody, because come December, we got a work to do. Amen. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Bishop Foreman, what does it mean to sow the seal? Where's that at in the Bible? Great question. First Samuel chapter 9 is one place among several places. When the man of God gave them specific instructions, they sowed into that word. It's all throughout the scripture. And so May of 2022, God told me, he said, son, every service, every prayer, I want you to challenge people to sow the seal. I say, God, every time, he said, because I'm going to release wealth into the hands of the people of harvest. The people of harvest will be a wealthy people. Can you speak this over yet? Say, we are a wealthy people. 
And wealth is bigger than riches because you can have money and be crazy. Wealth is the Hebrew word shalom, prosperity. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. We're not chasing money, it chases us. We're not chasing things, we're not, we're just not. So if that's what you think I'm saying, you're not listening. Because this isn't about being materialistic. This is about realizing that God created materials for us to enjoy them, but not for us to be ruled by them. Would you look at your neighbor and say, it's okay to have it. Say, but never let it have you. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Form with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church or text them out to 84321 and tap the link and enter Harvest Church when you see the V. That's where you want to be. Pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I so now to seal this word that I've heard. I will see it like a Shunammite. I will be undisturbed. I will be always getting better. I will be sharpened. It's always my year and I always expect double in Jesus' name. Amen. Bastards are passing at Grape Street tonight. Once you give, you're totally free to go online. You can hop off of the stream to give or scan the QR code. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a few moments and to love on you. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. For the, wait, 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 wait. For those that came to for Thanksgiving, uh, if you'll just stop back over there in the store area, just show them your registration. And when you show them your registration, they'd be delighted to serve you and take care of you. We do need you to register, so we make sure uh, that we uh, serve everybody and uh, we're going to bless 100 families this Thanksgiving, you all, with everything that they need. Y'all can do better than that. That's amazing. So we're excited about that. Amen. Uh, hug two or three people on your way out. Tell them, see it like a Shunammite. I'll see you down front to, to meet and greet you in just a moment. Amen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every day, my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info. I wanted to protect my employees and my clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. First, teach employees to recognize and report phishing. Next, require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication. And finally, turn on automatic updates for your business software. To learn more, go to CISA at CISA.gov forward slash Secure Our World.